Hello and welcome to I Roll, a Volt Cars podcast that talks about the news happening in our company across the region and around the world. I'm Hannah Caton and I am here coming to you from my bathroom um, on the line with Jim Nichols. Hi Hannah, how are you? Oh, well, <laughs> hang it in there, um, all things considered. How yes, uh, doing the same. I'm currently huddled in my basement um, trying to prevent my children from, from coming in and screaming during this recording. Well, I think that would add a nice ambiance, so I wouldn't mind too much if, if they cameo. Uh, they can make a cameo for this. I have to say, uh, I love them to death, but every conference call I have, they've managed to make a uh, a cameo. So I'm sure most of the company has <laughs> well, gotten familiar when... with them by now. Oh, I know when we do our video calls, our, our team coffees, it's been fun to see to see them make an appearance. So um, I, I don't mind yes. it at all. I'm soon going to start just assigning them work. Because uh, yeah, hey, yeah, why not? Absolutely, I think it's a it's a good boost to their education, which uh, apparently they're doing from home now. That's right; so. they can do accruals. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I think it goes without saying these are some pretty extraordinary times. Uh, we're we're in kind of a strange environment again, coming to you from the bathroom in the basement. But um, we're doing our best here to keep um, business moving, and I know our colleagues across the region and the world really are doing the same. Um, so, you and I will be coming um, to provide some updates on a regular basis until we get back to work and 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 moving forward through that. That's right. Right. So, yes, so I think one thing completely unrelated to the coronavirus pandemic um, that I really wanted to shine a spotlight on this week, and I know you did too, are the improvements that we saw um, in March for the J.D. Power CSI scores. You know, and it's great to see this kind of movement. I mean, these are, are things that the company has been really focusing on uh, for a while now has been how do we improve that customer satisfaction? And uh, what we were able to see in March was Volvo's improvement outstripped the general improvement in the industry, which means that we're starting to see the, the first green shoots of um, our, our progress in that space. And it's, and it's really just fantastic to see. It's also great to see that you know, our retailers that have been really investing in their stores and really investing in customer experience are starting to see uh, the, the results show up in a, in a third party survey. Absolutely. And I think it's important to, to look at the numbers. We, we moved up three positions in the ranking, moving from 14 to number 11. And that's huge. I mean, we still have work to do, but we should mention with this improvement, we're now clustered in the same ranking set as Audi, Acura, and BMW. And important context for that, four years ago, we were 37 points behind Audi. Yeah. So, I mean, we've definitely moved up, of course. You know, our goal is that we want to be near the top. And I think everyone is focused mm -hmm. on that. But uh, it is nice to, you know, be be a little bit higher to show that to show that improvement and to say that we're getting at least closer to the benchmark that our competitors have set. And now it's the time to exceed it. Exactly. And I know that the customer experience team in partnership with the network team, they're, they're really 
looking at this to see what plans we can put in place to keep this momentum and speed. So it's things like how can we increase the use of technology? How can we better our use of social media to name just a few opportunities? Um, I believe they've identified a list of 10 to address with our retail partners to, to keep this moving. And if we can keep this speed, we're going to be on track to surpass the premium average in no time. Yeah, I think one of those examples of, of things and kind of momentum is, is what we've seen recently with Volvo Valet. Um, so it mm -hmm. is the type of thing of how can we continue to make the life less complicated for the customer? And so Volvo Valet is something that when we had acquired the intellectual property of Lux back in 2017, we had acquired this fantastic technology and, and fantastic people uh, with that company to, to put it together of, of creating one of the, the best in class experiences for customers on how they can track the car. Uh, a loaner car coming to them to exchange the keys to take their car back to the retailer for service and then and then to deliver it back. It's something that's been in pilot for uh, a, a long time, for a number of months to make sure that, that we got it right. And it was scheduled to go live around this time. And of course, that became more on point with what we're dealing with with this COVID-19 crisis. So we uh, the team there was able to roll the Volvo Valet program beyond just the people that we were piloting with. And so far, because of the situation that we're in, we've seen that a lot of our retailers really jump on board rather quickly and be able to provide this new service for our customers. It's really incredible. And I think I, I spoke briefly to Arthur, to Harrison Winter and to Rick Satawa last week about the, the process that they went through. And, and I think we're going to have them on as guests next week, hopefully to talk through really the behind the scenes, but they worked so hard and it was such a team effort across really almost every part of the company to get this off the ground. And they were able to onboard a, a huge number of retailers in a very short period of time. And from what I hear from Rick, um, one of the biggest challenges that they saw before this all happened was just the willingness and eagerness of retailers to jump on board with this new technology. It can seem kind of intimidating at the outset. So um, they were, they were perhaps a little bit concerned that there wouldn't be an eagerness. Now, to your point, with this COVID-19 situation, there's the impetus, right? We, we're in a situation where we have to react and we have to adjust. And, and so they were able to to manage um, the, the good demand that we had from the retailers, but it doesn't make it any less difficult. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with that, of course, you know, when we talk about the situation that we're in right now with the COVID-19 uh, scenario, there's always the opportunity to find new things and new ways of doing business. I think, um, you know, Volvo Valet was a great, way of looking at how can we continue to evolve the business to meet what may be this new normal, which is um, something that the company has been focusing on, on our retailers have been focusing on for a long time, which is the digitalization of, of the relationship. And so I think it'll be interesting to see how that develops over the next few years, but also, you know, looking back at, at the tools that we have in place and how they can be repositioned to help the situation. And one of the things that we're doing as a company in that space is looking at the cars that we currently have grounded, specifically in the press fleet and the marketing fleet, and how can those assets be repositioned to help uh, the people that are on the front lines in dealing with this crisis. So across the globe, um, 
every market is looking at their essentially their press and marketing fleet. So cars that they use for demo purposes. And can we put them in the hands of medical professionals that need them? And uh, so that's something that uh, it's happening in Europe. Um, and right now it's happening across the Americas of how we can, um, you know, get these cars out there and whether they be used to deliver supplies, medical supplies, whether they be used by, um, you know, medical professionals. There's an example in New York right now. We're having a conversation where these doctors are flying in from all over the country. They're staying at a hotel in New York City. Uh, they ask, well, how do we get from the hotel to the hospital? And the response is, well, you can take city bike right. or the subway. Um, and that's not really the, first of all, the best treatment, but also uh, something that when you're trying to prevent the spread of this disease, you don't necessarily want the people that are doing the treatments to be exposed or exposing others exactly. um, you know, via these, these different methods. Um, so in the United States here, we're working uh, across the country directly with hospitals, but also some other non-traditional partners, such as hotels, to try to identify, are there medical professionals that don't have private transportation, and can we lend them a car from our press and marketing fleet? Mm -hmm. uh, we've reached out to our retailer networks and see if they had interest in doing this, and uh, a lot of our retailers have raised their hand. And said, yes, we want to see it. We want to see if there's a way that we can get involved. Um, so we're making great progress in the U.S., but uh, where we're also making fantastic pro progress is in Brazil and in Canada. Right. I know in Canada, the team has actually seen a ton of great momentum there. They've managed to partner with an organization called Conquer COVID-19, um, which is really focused on delivering medical supplies to those frontline healthcare workers. And I know one of the, the people on our team and our company who's had a, a big hand in helping drive this forward is our, is our wonderful teammate, Amanda Ignatius. And I think we should give her a call and, and listen to the behind the scenes on how this partnership has come to life. Hello, Amanda. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I hope you're keeping safe and healthy. We are doing our best. How are you? Good. Uh, we have a lot of great things going on here in Canada, and obviously we're all doing our best to navigate through the situation. Yes. And Jim and I were just discussing the amazing partnership that you and the team have kicked off with Conquer COVID-19. Yes, it's been, uh, as I said, a very eventful probably week or so since we kicked off discussions with the Conquer COVID team. Uh, we, we officially launched our partnership with them this weekend. And to see the amount of brand love and just the difference that our vehicles are making for this amazing group of volunteers has just been incredible. Amanda, can you tell us a little bit more about Conquer COVID? We know they're delivering medical supplies, but, but just shed a little bit more light on what they're doing. Absolutely. So the Conquer COVID team, uh, it's a Toronto-based volunteer organization that's currently has some, some of its roots here in Ontario, as well as in Quebec. But they're certainly spreading nationally, just given the spread of COVID. But uh, they were formed about two weeks ago, and they're a volunteer group of uh, physicians. They have business leaders and entrepreneurs also that are a part of this, this group who's really delivering um, all these materials and to healthcare workers that need them. So they're, they're giving supplies of masks, gloves, as well as other 
uh, personal protective equipment. And we started discussions with them. Uh, it was at the end of March. And at that time, they were really just a very small group of volunteers, but they were growing quickly. And our, our Prime Minister Trudeau actually made mention to them uh, during one of his press conferences is just an example of the great work that we're doing here in Canada, just to really help one another um, in a time of crisis. That's incredible. And so we have donated then or we're providing how many cars did you say? So we've currently provided them with 12 vehicles and we've also given them insurance as well as gas cards to support the cause. That's incredible. And and I know that there are some other notable um, individuals from across Canada, some celebrities, some, you know, high uh, profile individuals who are helping to drive this cause forward as well. Yes, so we did have some Canadian royalty join the cause. Uh, one of them is Haley Wickenheiser. And for those of you who don't know who that is, up here in Canada, uh, as I said, she's a bit of Canadian hockey royalty. She's an Olympic gold medalist. Uh, she's part of the Hockey Hall of Fame. And she actually recently retired, and she's now studying to become an ER doctor. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so the Concord team actually approached her and asked if she would be willing um, to kind of step in and, and put out a call for the desperate need for PPE that we need here in Canada. And, of course, again, and Haley is amazing and she said no problem and she actually ended up getting one of her very good friends who you may or may not know named Ryan Reynolds <laughs> uh, to join the cause and he actually uh, put out a great tweet as well as an insta, uh, insta post uh, featuring our Volvo cars in it just to encourage Canadians to donate what they can. That's incredible. So is an in Instagram post is it still live or has it disappeared? Was it a story? No, it is a post. It's a static feed. Uh, and to have his 35 million followers see it is amazing. But I would encourage anyone listening to please go on and, and like it and share it um, just to spread the spread the love. Awesome. So head to Instagram, check out Ryan Reynolds. Uh, the Volvo. <laughs> Correct. And it's it's at Van City Reynolds in case anybody was wondering. Oh, perfect. I weirdly knew that. I don't know why. But uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe spending too much time on social media. Um, but Amanda, it's so incredible, um, super inspiring to see the work that you're doing. And, and really thank you for the energy and the effort. And, and thanks for joining us to talk us through it. Absolutely. Thank you so much, everyone. Uh, huge shout out to the team out in Canada who's been doing all the work here, too. And, and thank you to you guys as well for all of your support. So stay safe and stay healthy. And I'll talk to you guys soon. You too. Bye, Amanda. Bye. Well, so you hear there, Amanda has really set the benchmark um, and the Canadian team has really sent the benchmark for the rest of the Americas on on how to, you know, use our existing assets in a way that can try to help the, the COVID-19 crisis. So I also want to highlight what Brazil has done. So Brazil has made over 70 vehicles available uh, to the Red Cross um, in Brazil mm -hmm. and for that organization to use the um, cars as they deem necessary in order to get the right um elements into the right places. And so that's been fantastic. So between that, uh, the 80 plus cars in the United States that we're looking to, to open up um, to different medical professionals and what Canada is doing, all of the uh, teams across the Americas are really coming together to reposition our cars in a way that uh, can really help their local it's incredible. communities. And I know um, I, I saw Anders had shared something on LinkedIn today, sharing the news around this work from Canada and really around the world. And, and he said something that really resonated with me. I mean, this is a unprecedented time and, and every one of us needs to search for every way to do our part. And, and it's really inspiring to see that we're looking for ways to do that in every part of this company until the crisis is behind us. So really good to see. 
And speaking of which, this isn't the only thing that um, that our company is doing. Um, in South Carolina and in Sweden and around the world, some of our um, plants have shifted some of their 3D printers, I saw, to manufacture these face shields that are um, very, very needed um, for our medical professionals. I know, how cool is this? So basically, we're taking these, these 3D printers, and these are uh, engineers down at the plant that are, are taking their own time. Uh, some of them are using Volvo um, printers, but some are also now using their, their home printers. And essentially they've gotten this file and with this file, they're able to, to use this. Um, if, you're not, if people aren't familiar with what exactly 3D printing is, it essentially is, is a machine that kind of prints using plastic um, to make these pieces for these very simple uh, face shields, which of course are one of the elements of, of PPE that's in short supply and is, and is absolutely needed. So these guys are, are using the, the best of their uh, quarantine time and volunteer time to print these at home and then coordinate with the team down at the plant to, to get them delivered to the local hospitals um, around the, the greater Charleston and Berkeley County areas. Yeah. It's been really cool to see, and it's been cool to see the pictures of, of what they look like after Yeah, the it's really, really cool. Um, I think they started out with four 3D printers. That was the initial number that I had seen. A couple of them were, were to your point, Volvo-owned. Some of them were owned by our team members. And as the week has progressed, I believe they're up to 12, maybe more than 12 3D printers that you know, team members had, had seen the, the effort, and they said, oh, I actually I have one of these in my basement. I my my sister has one of these that she left here um, and they've started to produce face shields as well. So it's picking up speed and it's just really inspiring to see. Uh, and, and this is in addition to you know the countless acts that we're hearing about people who are helping their neighbors, delivering groceries, um, things like that, just helping their community in this time of need. Um, it's really been wonderful to see everybody coming together. Yeah, and one and one to another point about the plant, you know, these face shields are after the fact that basically our supply teams had gone through the plant and taken every piece of PPE that wasn't immediately needed and already donated it um, mm -hmm. to the local hospitals. So, uh, you know, again, really going through and, and just seeing what we can do. It's it's great to see when the Volvo Definitely. family comes there's, together. There's a lot of, of muscle behind us and, and a lot of heart. So with that, um, you know, we continue to be in our uh, shelter in place uh, or whatever the local communities have called, you know, whether it be quarantines, whether it be stay at home orders and things like that. Um, it seems like people have really taken and adapted the technology that's available to us via Teams or, or via Skype to still manage to stay in touch. And for the most part, uh, a lot of elements of the business are still running. Um, and that's thanks to everyone staying home and, and using their computers and finding places in their house to use as uh, conference rooms and, um, and things like that. And I also have been very impressed with just mm -hmm. people's patience. Um, and one of the things I love about being part of Volvo is that not only do we not care when <laughs> children or dogs or cats or anyone start to invade in, in video conference calls and stuff like that, but people actually seem to get a, a, a genuine enjoyment. Um, yeah. I mean, in a way it. it's so, like bringing uh, us closer together because we're, we're 
getting to know our, our colleagues and their families on a different level than we do um, in the office. So it's in, that's a silver lining for sure. Yeah. And a different level, too. Uh, I'm now somewhat concerned that my colleagues seeing the state of which my home office is usually in, which is a lot more disarray than I think people would would. Well, I have to say think. you're working the angles um, because I can't tell. So good job. Yeah, I definitely use my body to try to block the various Legos <laughs> and dinosaurs and, and everything that that my son continues to bring into the <laughs> to the room. But uh, and I still maintain that I well, do not play with them. That, okay, that they are purely sure, his. sure. <laughs> All right, Jim. Well, I think we're going to see each other a little bit today for our, our team Skype coffee, but um, I'll, I'll talk to you in a couple hours and we'll be back here together on the podcast in about a week or so.